0: welcome back to the render bar i'm steve jacks and alongside me we have erica robbins hello and richard sanchez hello today is october 19th and uh let's get into it what do we got going on today
1: i wrote that part i had that part written down but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's late late october yep getting to halloween halloween yes that's that's right Spooky, spooky, right? I know we don't have
0: our uh, we don't have our sound effects right now to do the uh, thunder crash and the spooky. So, if we can that we'll laugh
1: intermittently throughout all of this
0: uh, today it would be fantastic.
1: I, I I've lived up to my dream of being a sound effects box. Exactly. So, I thought
0: today would be fun to talk about some some stories, some like some stories of the cutting room where things didn't go quite the way you planned it to go. Some spooky spooky tales of uh cutting room terror. You guys have a, have anything?
1: Ooh, I, I, I got a pretty good one actually. Yeah? Uh, fa- fairly early on in my career, uh one of those one, one of those terrifying moments where you're just like uh I've worked this far up into my career and uh well, my career's just about to end. Uh I was working at a company that did uh, uh a lot of behind the scenes projects and music videos and um we we had the hard drive on top of the Mac Pro that I was working on. Now, I assumed this drive had backups and was on the server, like you do, um, but sometimes you don't, and that's what happened in this case, little did I know. So we are working, and it was one of those situations where very, you know, it was one of the one of those projects that they did a lot with a little. So they did you know, great great products with very little resources, and we all pulled our weight. And I was working in a situation where I had my chair hanging from the back of oh my desk was hanging from the back of my desk my jacket was hanging from the back of my chair and somebody came up from behind me to ask me a question, and I turned, and the ch- the jacket swung, the sleeve caught a corner of this Mac Pro perfectly, and latched it and tipped it over. Oh, and wait. on top of oh, it, yikes. this G drive went, oh. so oh. The, com- the computer turns off for a second and kind of does like one of those Terminator T800, like readout of code. And uh so we we turn it back up we turn the computer on and go oh computer's alive okay and 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 much like uh, Harrison Ford in Temple of Doom when he's hitting the button on the plane looking for fuel i i, I plug in the hard drive and power power and it makes this sound it goes oh no uh <laughs> uh-oh and anyone who's heard that sound knows that that's 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 not a good sound uh so <laughs> so the hard drive is dead. Yeah. Uh, and we all know like we're, you know every we ask the qu- the same question even though we know the answer is no. Um do you, do you think maybe if we plug it in another computer maybe? And we yeah. yeah, we all know the answer. It's dead. It's gone. So the first thing my uh very level-headed uh post supervisor does is he gets on the phone with the client and he says, "So the drive you gave us it, it stopped working it sometimes happens you know very pragmatic very political drives do die after all and uh he says uh so can you send us another copy the you know the, uh, send us the backup and we'll just duplicate it and they said well that was the drive And he says no no but we we send us the backup well that was the drive <laughs> so <laughs> no. we all we all have mild heart attacks uh I'm probably going to live about 2 years less because of this event and uh by the magical stroke of luck, one of our other assistant editors had copied something because she needed it, and we told her, "Unplug it, put it on a pillow, and bring it down here." <laughs> and uh, we immediately back it up. But it is one of those moments where your 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 yeah your career flashes before your eyes, and you just say, "Who's going to trust me ever again?" Uh, I no longer put jackets on the back of my chair. <laughs> is that the <laughs> takeaway and uh, uh, oh well, well you know <laughs> among putting a backups on the server every time every yeah. every time oh my god and there was no backup of this drive there was there there was fortunately this one backup that this assistant editor hadn't told us at the time that she had made because she needed to do something. And Ooh. so she just happened to have backed it up the night before because she had something because I was doing mostly motion graphics and she was doing mostly editorial. And she knew that because prior to this we had been like, I need the drive, can I get it back? you know? Mm-hmm. And uh it whoa yeah, it thank, was uh Thank God. Yeah. Backup, Gosh,
2: that's backup, backup, lucky, backup. though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's why. We <laughs> oh, do yeah. back, That's why we do backups. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Backup after <laughs> backup after backup,
1: because you never know. Damn. That's. A, I mean, they say if it, if it isn't if, it, if it isn't up in three places, it's not backed up. And I mean, it seems excessive until it's not. Right.
0: <laughs> what do you call? What What, what would you uh, give your story? Uh, spooky
1: title. What would you give it? That what would, would you be. Call it? The tale of the Dead Drive you do a pretty good Sorry. that that, that would you. be pretty pretty good at the end of michael jackson's thriller yes he's <laughs> just a thriller that
0: part no maybe not the falsetto but and this is why like, i don't it's my best you. vincent price <laughs> vincent price is fantastic just here i was have... listening to thriller and that voice came in i'm like it's just incredible <laughs> it, it's you, you have my
1: me. vincent price seal of approval Yes, thank you, sir.
0: Uh, Erica, what spooky tale do you have for us today?
2: Well, in comparison, I don't think that my tale is quite as spooky, but a little spooky. Judges will
0: decide. The viewers will decide. I'm scared already. Or not?
1: I have goosebumps.
2: I'll start and set the scene. It was a dark and stormy night, a Friday night to be precise. uh it was getting close to the end of the work day and my producer came in to ask me if i could work the next day da, which da, da. saturday which is always a fun thing to be asked within is that your, hours is that of the, finishing your work week that's not that, the whole story, that's the story right <laughs> sorry i had to interject there yeah
0: <laughs> go ahead
2: um so i didn't have any obligations that weekend and i thought well I'll take the saturday pay so i i agreed to go in but i asked what I'd be expected to do and I was told oh you know we're just we might be getting some visual effects in this was a show where for some reason they never knew when we were going to be getting visual effects in so it was always just kind of oh wait and see if we get anything so they wanted me to come in on Saturday just in case we got anything and I came in the next day but you know it sounded like wasn't going to be a crazy day of too much work came in the next day had like I don't know I want to say like three VFX shots to cut in so did all that, did a couple other things. I, when I arrived, I was the only person there. So I just did a couple other things that I otherwise would have done on Monday. And about an hour in, my producer showed up and I told her, oh, here's what we got. Here's what I've done. She was like, cool. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get anything else today. And then was like, but you know, since you're here, the dreaded words everyone loves to hear on an easy Saturday and we're paying you. Uh, why don't you work on all this other stuff? So. Ended up being a full work day of just basically kind of doing a lot of busy work that I could have done during the week. And I watched a beautiful Saturday pass by out the tiny window of my office. So, not too scary. Happens to all of us, I'm sure, <laughs> on occasion. But
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining that your body was like wilting away at the end of the Saturday. When, like, Some the sun the is set, the in. sun is setting, so instead of, like, the vampire's bodies uh, evaporating when the sun rises, the sun sets on a Saturday, and you just, like, wither
1: away. You're like those Disneyland portraits like that, in the haunted actually, yes. house that go, like, from...
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, I did a visual <laughs> gag on a podcast. Yeah, you got, made... well, we, uh,
1: yeah. Richard, please <laughs> just describe the face you just made. It goes from happy sunlight... To...
0: I love how you described the, the emotions on your face through sounds.
2: Well, uh, well uh, it, it it was a
1: musical cue. We don't that. have the rights to clear that, but my my mouth beatbox version is is you can have those publishing rights. It's oh, okay.
2: a cover, yeah.
0: Well, I actually had a little bit of a, a scare today right before we started rolling. I had a my 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 cat had a little emergency and there was a apparently he uh we thought he ripped a toe a nail out of his uh, little paw we saw this blood and suddenly we saw blood on our bed on our bed sheet and we're like we've been here before we had a past experience with some blood and uh turned out we were actually home this time to like take care of him and find out we saw there's blood right on his little paw and uh we took him had to take him out to the vet and luckily even though they had all their appointments set um they didn't really have a vet there on hand but they had their little um I guess, I don't know, what do you call a vet's, like, assistants? They're not nurses, but a vet nurse.
1: Like a, I think a vet tech. Vet tech. Yeah, That's what yeah, I thought yeah. a
2: technician. Vet,
0: mm-hmm. vet tech. Uh, was kind enough to take Louie in and take a look at him and just, like, wash out his paw and everything. And turns out he had a little, like, little skin tag or something in between his toes mm-hmm. that he was nipping at or giving him some trouble. And so he had to wash him up, take him home, get him all set. And now we, like, are, had to clean up some, some bloody spots. In the mm. corner of the bed bedroom, where he looks out his window and stalks <laughs> the creepy no he doesn't stalk he's cute he's cute
2: uh, but anyway,
0: so that happened, and that happened right before it come on so like it already was kind of fitting for this but so my story is uh a little more involved, and uh, I'll help try not to drone on with this one too long because I wrote a little bit here, but I think it'll go by quick. I call this one the curse of almost being replaced
2: ooh scary yeah.
0: so Uh, I'll say that the the story is the same, but the names have been changed to protect the,
1: (laughs) the innocent, the innocent. Yes, exactly. Uh, no,
0: everybody on the, on this project was, was was really nice. Um, just this one, this one instance I had was a little, a little peculiar and set me off, you know, sometimes everything is kind of going right. But then wait a minute. I thought you not often are you on a job where suddenly you feel like hearts beating and hearts racing about some other situation that isn't even about necessarily like your role uh, in the cutting room, like your job. It wasn't even really affecting, uh, based off the work that I was doing, you know? So I was hired on this, I'll call it fake movie, uh, as a second AE, and it was about January, it was in the Big Apple. And uh, I, we my first was really happy to have me on board since I just finished another big big movie and uh, I already wrapped up on a series as visual effects editor, so they're really happy to have me on um, helping out. And the, editor and the assistant had worked together for many years they were like this tight team and whatever you know the editor needed the first would always like hop in and do take care of working late working early through lunch all the things probably work working saturdays all of that stuff and uh you know every day i'd be helping out doing comps for the editor and kind of all these little other duties as second ae as usual making backups many backups richard and uh, you know, one time, uh, there was a time in the springtime, my grandmother, mother passed away and I had to quickly leave town. And everybody was cool, uh, showing me kindness to help me deal with those affairs. And, and I brought in a, a friend to help take care of the work when I was gone. Um, and then, so months passed, and the summer drew near, uh, there was chatter of a, a screening being put up on the calendar. And about two months later, say August, we didn't know anything about when this screening would happen. There was nothing on the calendar. So how can you plan for anything when you have nothing to plan for? So I knew that uh, uh, my wife's uh, birthday was approaching in August. So we decided that, uh, you know, I'm just going to put in like to take a week off work, which I know usually, you know, in our industry, you just don't take days off because you just work. But I'm also in the place where I want to be able to take time off if it's important to me and find people to cover and you should be able to do what you need to do so uh I wanted to be straight with my with my editor and wrote a little email the night before uh and then try to be just official with it, not so nonchalant you know just try to try to be right by do do right by my coworkers and so i uh like on a Monday night sent this email and then I come in tuesday morning and uh like it must have been a rainy day i'm I'm soaking wet head to toe i walk in i open my i go to my office. And usually I get to my off and there's no one in the room. I open the door, start up my system, whatever. But the first day he was sitting in my room. Like, well, that's peculiar. And so that happens. And they say just some small banter and says, oh, yeah, by the way, the editor wants to see you. Okay. So let me put down my stuff. And I get settled and walk down the hall. And suddenly I'm like. Well, this obviously has to do with the email I just sent, but if it's not a big deal, why would uh, why would that happen? So I walked down to their room and I, I walk in and, and they're both both sitting in the editor's room. And I thought, this is really strange. This feels like a sit down. This feels like I'm in trouble. And I was immediately told that, uh, yeah, you know, I've never had anybody request time off. I'm like, okay. And, you know, like, okay. And so that that really kind of started putting me off guard. And that like nervousness sets in and I'm like, well, I, I didn't do any, is this is wrong. Should I not have done this? But I'm trying to do right by everyone by requesting time. And uh turns out that, you know, they say, uh, well, if you, if you go, we uh, won't have anybody to, to sit, to, uh, to, uh, sorry, if you, if you go, we won't have anybody in your place. I'm like, well, I would find somebody of two months notice. I'll find somebody to, to, to hop in. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, You know, the last time it happened, we were able to get by, but, you know, the first had to do a lot of work. And I'm like, well, okay. Uh, So then I say, well, you know, we'll make sure that everything's smooth. Um, And they say, well, if you decide to take this trip, uh, we're going to have to let you go. So, well, wait a minute. I just, in the same breath, they also said, you're also uh, irreplaceable. Before, yeah, before that, they said, oh, you're irreplaceable. We need you too much. We can't have you go. And then they said, but if you do leave, you'll be, you'll be replaced. And I'm like, what in the world is happening? So confused, so confused. I'm like, you need me, but if I leave, you'll, I'll be easily replaced. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not, this isn't like an ultimatum to, to, be, to, be, to like leave the job. Uh, I'm just asking for some time off in the future. We don't know when the screening is happening. So how can we know until we know? So you might as well just plan for whatever. And then so that happens and, they, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll I'll you know, think about it and we'll talk again, I guess. I think it's kinda of, kind of how it ended. So I left and I sat in my room, just like bum, 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 bum. my heart is like kinda of like just <laughs> ah, 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 Yeah, i off. Yeah, exactly. And I was just kind of like nervous, right? I'm like this is now awkward. I think that's what I meant earlier about like when something in the offices happens now, this is awkward. Yeah. Usually mm-hmm. things just kind of you just do show up, do your work and leave, you know. No, it's now like when, it's you're set, when, when
1: you're on set when you're on set they say go to channel two and everyone goes to channel two because <laughs> the good stuff's about to happen yeah
0: yeah so i'm feeling like i'm, I'm nervous you know I'm like this is kind of strange i don't know what to do like now do i even want to keep working here because i thought mm. everybody was cool but then this situation happens i'm like this doesn't feel so cool because if i'm easily replaceable but yet also needed you know it's kind of backwards <laughs> So I had to really think about it. And in the meantime, but in about those two months time, I kind of fed it. Right, I'm just going to get back to work, not mention it again. And be Like I'm here to do the work. And about two months go by. And uh, my wife's birthday was coming up in August. And, and around the same time I got offered to work on another show as visual effects editor. Mm-hmm. And so I say, you know what? I think it might be a good opportunity at the right time. So I decided to say yes and take this other job. And I was, then again, dreading, walking into my editor's bay and talking to him and my assistant, the first assistant and saying, you know, I uh, really appreciate you bringing me on board. And I value this time that I've had with you, you know. You, when you wanna like quit a job, like I haven't, how many times have you guys had to quit a job or had to, but mm-hmm. chose to, right? And so yeah, I hadn't, yeah. So I hadn't really been in that situation before, yeah. I don't think. So I had to walk in, I, I had like, a script prepared i was going over in my brain and you know and i walk in and i say, i need to speak to you both I'm like uh oh right and then we sit down and we talk and i say thank you but uh i think i'm better suited in visual effects and i've done it once before a couple times before and i want to do it again and to my shock and dismay they were like great fantastic good for you Oh, i'll be sad to see you go but you know what you're gonna do great over there so wow oh well you how you got two weeks two weeks notice oh thanks so much that'd be great we'll, well i'm sure we'll find somebody and so i go from this like wait i thought i was irreplaceable but also replaceable and i can't look for time off but then once i say i'm gonna quit you're fine with it it's like what in the world so that's like my that's my spooky story of, of like actually trying to find like do like as nice as you can to ask for time off, but then being told, you know, and if you take it, we'll fire you to quitting and saying, great, congratulations on the new job.
1: And and, and it's, and it's amazing the barriers that go up in your own head. And I don't necessarily mean you, but me, myself in those situations too, every step you take towards their cutting room and it's, you know, it's just like, yeah,
0: when yeah. you working with working with some people that don't have that easy, aren't as easily approachable, mm-hmm. and that was the situation mm-hmm. in, in this in this case on yeah. uh, fake movie,
1: fake movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, out of curiosity, does anyone have a have a have a tale of 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 uh, paranormal in the cutting room? I got I to te- I, I I tell don't... critters, but not paranormal oh i want I do want to hear the tale of critters For, I, I I have one that I'm, like, I'm i'm hesitant to pull out of the uh, out of the closet, but I did have a situation once I was working in one of these buildings that you could tell it didn't used to be a post facility it it, it was an old office building that probably hadn't been updated much since the thirties um and the building standards were awful there were probably body parts in the walls and stuff just from shoddy construction and you know no safety standards back then. And um and and it was also in a very rough part of Hollywood. Uh the kind of the kind of place where even though the parking lot was only a few doors down from the building, I was a little nervous when I had to work late nights. And I remember we were working on a pilot and I wasn't even working that late, maybe nine o'clock, but everyone had gone for the day, including the other shows that had rented uh rented rooms downstairs. So I was the only person in the building had a turnover. Not the biggest deal, but I was working later than anyone. And about nine o'clock, I'm almost done with my work and I hear footsteps. And it's not like the building settling. I'm hearing kind of footsteps and they're coming up and down the stairwell that's kind of around the corner from where I'm working because we had this bullpen area and about three, three or four cutting rooms and I was in one of them. And I'm hearing this going back and forth. And I was like, well, that's weird i just go hey is someone here no one says anything and uh, and it was one of those it was a small building so they didn't even really have like uh, sophisticated security no key cards it was just they're like when you leave the doors are locked behind you so just leave for the day and that's cool and uh the next morning i come in and there's the it guy who just facilitates the network for all the shows there and i said hey uh i i heard Sounded like footsteps, and but no one said anything. Was there like night staff? Because I I I don't usually see the cleaning crew. I thought they come in much later. And he says, sort of casually, "Oh, you heard him," and I was like, "I heard him." And and he notices that I took particular notice, and then he gives me this look like he just said something he wasn't supposed to say. And he's like, uh, oh, sorry, I, I got to go work on something. And uh, but, but wait, I have about 5,000 more questions for you. <laughs> and that was all I ever heard. And uh, any time I worked late at this building, I was just like, is he going to come back? <laughs> Never did. But that was like one of the few times where I was like, can I? Can I? finish these turnovers in the morning please in the daytime do you
2: think do you think it was a, another of a past assistant editor who didn't finish their turnovers it
1: might have been <laughs> he, he or, died
2: or trying to finish the turnovers <laughs> maybe they
1: they exported a cut that had a media offline in it yeah, and that was it uh, <laughs> that was it man
2: you know you actually reminded me this not this is nowhere again nowhere near as spooky as that <laughs> but I, I did work in an office once that had this Speaking of older buildings that had this strange room that was like a almost like a small closet space. But when you opened it, you could look down and see. It was basically like an open shaft down the building, which was pretty spooky, too. But I never heard any ghosts in there.
1: Uh, but just looking down like, oh, yeah. Well, and
2: it was there was enough space in there that you could like. I think there was like a little bit of a you could walk in. It's like I, big like, enough for a body. I think you could body. have fallen. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I anytime you have to man. work
0: in an office where you're alone for a period of time i've had yeah. times where i was you know i worked on a show where uh, our whole team left it was in pit back in pittsburgh everybody was there for the shoot and then post uh, the editor and the assistant left back to la and then i'm there for another month doing script sync because they didn't want to bring me to la i was working in pittsburgh as a local and i'm there alone the production office moves out everybody moves out it was just daytime work but still you'd wander around and there'd be no one around, you know, just kind of strange. Uh, but my critter story does feature me working alone at night. I was working as a, a nighttime uh, AE on a, on a reality, some really terrible reality show. And I'm working late and I was there for a few weeks. I was only there for a couple of weeks when I, I started hearing, hearing something in the hallways late at night. And so this one particular evening I'm working and quiet. Everyone's left. It's, you know, probably two 30 in the morning. And most of the, you know, they'll just turn off most of the lights in the hall on in the, in, on the floor, except for kind of where you're working. And I'm hearing this like, you know, like a, like a scurrying, right. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm not, okay. You know, Put your music back on or something get back to work and then you hear it again and so i started like wandering around the office floor uh this floor was set up with like you know like cubicle style editing bays right because your producers had like avid like had had computers and everybody had their own little workstation then there's hallways with different offices and i kind of wander around down this one empty hallway nothing and i hear it again i make a left and i go down here to my right and I see a light on in this room. And I'm like, I thought I'm alone, no one else is here. And I creep in and there's this tiny little girl working on the Avid, doing a nighttime assistant editing work, just like me. I mean, she was this, she was tiny, she was a small, small girl. And she was, uh, her name was Valerie and we became friends working nighttime shift. But up till then, I thought I was the only one working in this office building. And I'm hearing noises and it was just her like crinkling her chips of her, like her bag, you know, eating snacks. And I'm like, I thought there was a friggin' mouse in this, you know, or some kind of critter in this in this office. And it turns out it was just another nighttime A.E. that no one told me about. And <laughs> you think you're alone, but you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then we became friends and, you know, the nighttime shift wasn't so bad. <laughs> uh, the only thing worse than a critter,
1: a human. <laughs> yeah, another assistant <laughs> editor. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, and, and not to keep rambling with stories, but I do have one that's very quick about the time that I, uh, that I call this the tale of the deleted project Ooh, because this is avid related. So there was one time on a show where, you know, when I do searches, when I'm like, see, when you're in the avid, you can go up to the search function on like file edit, you know, the top row of, uh, of, of drop down menus. On the far right there's a little like a search icon. You can click in there and type in, you know, whatever you're looking for and it shows you in the in the navigation where it lives. So I'm in there doing the things like I usually do and when I am in any program, I typically do command A to select my text and then delete. Command A delete, command A delete, you know, if I'm typing. So I do command A, you know, I'm I'm typing, I'm typing, searching, finding things, going in searching, finding things and then i do command a delete well guess what command a does in avid in the search in the search toolbar of Ooh. the entire program it command a selects not the text in that toolbar it selects all of the bins in your entire project because why? that's what you
1: want to do why
0: mm-hmm. that's a really great question rich I don't know why. It just suddenly decides, let's, you know what, let's gonna go to the project bin and assume that when you hit command A in the toolbar, it goes over here. And so it it, selected all my bins and I hit delete, like I always do, command A, delete, everything's gone. Freak out, freeze, sweat, dripping. I'm like that scene in Airplane when he's flying the plane, but the sweat is just like (laughs) pouring everywhere down his face, that's me, I'm like, I'm in my office, like, oh, yeah. okay. There's a reasonable explanation for this. Like, we got, we can, fi- we can fix this, right? And so, no, you know, knowing that all your bins just go to the trash. Okay, okay. I just go to the trash bottom trash. Whew, okay, everything's there. We just got to put it back. And because I know not to just try to fix it myself without saying anything, because clearly we're in a shared project right now. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> else in the floor. You know, I got like you know, two assistants, an editor, visual effects editors, like there's a bunch of us. So I just go to my first, I'm like, all right, this is what happened. <laughs> it could be front, this would be just, hey, Avid has this weird hiccup, you do this and this happens, uh, let's fix it. And she was like, freaked out as well, but we calmly, you know, got through it and it wasn't a big deal because we were able to find all the bins, bring it all back, reorganize everything. And luckily if you're working in a bin, that bin, well, can't get deleted because someone else has ownership and lock privileges. So that was a good thing, but that was a big head scratcher and nail biter at the same time.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised it there was no like, do you confirm that you actually want to delete all the bins in your project or something? You, like you'd think there would be. I mean, even just did it.
0: Avid has has you know when you want to close a bin, it says, "Are you sure you want to close yeah, the bin?" I'm like, exactly. "Yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to close the bin." But if you said, "Do you want to delete all the bins in your project, all of
1: them?"
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm oh, sure, yeah, that I'm makes
1: sure, sense. I'm sure they I'm sure intended no to No one be. would
2: do that without
1: <laughs> I mean, it it, it, just, it just, it's it's one of those situations. It, it It's like when Egon tells Peter Venkman, if you cross the streams, that would be bad. Like the avid should say, d- d- do you want to delete the bins? Because that would be bad. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe yeah, like a few, like, are you I'll sure? Think. Are you really sure?
1: <laughs> are you really sure? <laughs> are you
2: absolutely yeah. positive you want so to do this? That
0: happened, and that was a, that was a, uh, that was scary. But what yeah. big lesson out of that is that, hey, you can delete the project in, and put it all back together and still continue uh, being employed. That's that's an example of
1: like a fixable mistake versus a. You and know, it almost sounds like a mafia tactic, else. like uh, it'd be really bad if your whole project went away. You yeah. Pay
0: your dues. It'd be, it'd be really bad if this. If this hard drive was never backed up, huh?
1: There's people that want to take advantage of you if you pay your fee. It'd be really bad if I had you at work on a Saturday. <laughs> that oh, I, to to your to your story, Erica. Have you ever had the? Because this has happened to me before, where I've had one of those. They brought me in on a Saturday, and it's a slow day, really slow day. And you go, huh? I don't. I don't think they needed me today. And for whatever reason, there was someone else filling in that was supposed to be doling out tasks and they did, but they did it in a different way. So it comes to be like 4 p.m. My day's almost done. And I go, oh, no, there was actually a ton of shots, but someone did it a little bit differently. And you go, it wasn't a slow day at all. And and, and I'm getting started at 4 p.m.
2: Oh, gosh, no, (laughs) I don't think I've had that experience. I mean, I've definitely had days where it's been slow until the end of the day and everything picks up, but not, not because that's of a, something like that
0: that's the scariest day when it's slow all day and then like at
2: yeah six
0: o'clock you're you started to make plans for the night you're like oh i can see my friends early i can dip yeah. out early and then like five forty-five,
2: yeah we, well and just we like mentally request. you're kind of like checked out by then and then all of a sudden you got to turn your brain back on and actually
1: yeah. it did yeah. work and it, it tends to be like the, someone will come in really casually under the full assumption oh, yeah. that you've seen this all. Like, hey, hey, Steve, you, so you got those 270 shots that we got like at 9 a.m. You're like, uh, no, 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 I didn't. Uh, <laughs> tell me about these shots. Are they good?
0: <laughs> right. So do you, do you guys, all the spooky stories, do you have any like to, to offset the scary? Do you have any like great stories, fun stories? to share before we sign off?
2: Um, I have kind of a fun one. I guess it's not actually like in from like being at work because it happened during a hiatus. But um, I think we've talked on here before about how I, I worked on the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. And mm-hmm. I, I knew like a bunch of the people I worked with, they worked over there in Belfast and then came back here to do post. So when I was on hiatus, they were all over there getting ready for the next season. So I decided, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever gone and like visited the set of anything that you've worked on. So I was like, well, I want to go check out the set. That seems like the kind of thing that, you know, you just like can't miss that opportunity, right? Like you're working on one of Of these huge shows that has like a whole infrastructure like that. So, uh, yeah, I took a little vacation, went Mm -hmm. over there. Got a photo in the Iron Throne, which was pretty awesome. And yeah, it was really cool just to see they were like building. There were like some of the set, you know, obviously like the throne room and stuff was already there, but there was a lot of like turnover going on. So I got to see like them kind of starting to build the sets. This was for season seven because I went between season six and seven. Uh So it was just really cool. And just seeing like, because they had like a huge armory with all the different weapons and all the costume stuff, like it was a whole production, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I, I would just say to anyone if you ever have the opportunity to go check out the set of something that you're working on. Even I know we're in post, so we don't really get to do that. But it's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And the hands would be shaking. gave me a little tour. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it was yeah it was fun.
0: Especially when it's that fantastical world.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, fantasy world. Well, just fantasy to see show. like there's That's... so many little details that go into every little thing like.
0: It's I was just so cool. I was once uh, on the set of Orange, Orange is the New Black because I worked uh, on a show that was shooting at the same studio, Kaufman Astoria studio, Studios, out in New York. And next door to us was Orange is the New Black set, and I remember being able to walk through there and being like, "This concrete feels like wood, you know, <laughs> because it's all fake. Everything looks like yeah. uh, to your eye, it looks I'm in prison. But all, especially when it's not lit correctly, as they weren't shooting, so the lights weren't on right and and mm-hmm. and but the concrete wall, the concrete bar like the steel bars look real, but then you touch it, it's like well, it's like it's wood, it's fake. Clearly it's fake. We you know <laughs> that. But your mind gets tricked to believe that it's real, even when you're there.
1: Well, my story doesn't involve going on set, but uh I was working on a film once and uh in the editor's room the director had all sorts of uh props, uh toys and stuff, and one of those was like a three foot uh a three foot um the girl from The Exorcist. It was like it looked like a person. And I was just so I was so like, wow, that's that's really cool. And I walk closer and closer, and little did I know that it was animated, so I get oh closer and the head starts spinning. I jump about 40 feet. apparently they had this and this was they they just loved pulling pranks on people and they added me to that uh, illustrious list of people who they got Uh, and i think my blood rate (laughs) my my heart rate about tripled (laughs) it was like once the color came back to my face it was very funny oh that's awesome that would be that would be frightening
0: It was, but but, but
1: then, then, then like, once you're in on the joke, you're like, who's going to walk up, who's going to walk up to it, you know? Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) My fun story is I worked on a, on a a big feature once where we had a lot of visual effects coming in every day. They had to do obviously our visual effects reviews. Right. But our director really didn't want to sit through another visual effects review because they were pretty long at the time. And so he purposefully had his assistant get uh uh, schedule manicures and pedicures for the entire post production team right at the same time of the visual effects review so that we didn't have to have the review, but yet the entire crew got to go down, uh, you know, the nearest, uh, you know, Manny Petty spot uh, and get manicures and pedicures. Guys and girls alike, everybody did it. And we, we were sent down in, in groups in like two different groups, Group A and Group B. <laughs> and we had to go down and get. Get our uh you know, get our nails done right. And we didn't have to sit through a meeting. And so that was like a randomly crazy fun thing that happened on a on a show once.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I we wish all I looked, could get on the show. Like we all that. looked
1: really nice
2: after like that. that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I would find every excuse to go, Am I going that way? Do you yeah. see something? Oh. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you you oh, like this. like like doing magic, like, oh, I'm feeling I'm doing close-up magic now, guys.
0: <laughs> Rich is, for the for those who aren't watching, Rich is throwing his hands above his face, and so am I at I do. the moment. Our hands are in front of our face. <laughs> or, or,
1: or if you saw Wayne's World. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, that's yes. been great, guys. It's been great to be able to share some of our spooky spooky stories here on this uh, Halloween edition episode of The Render Bar. I hope you guys come back next time to hear more about Haramar. Let me redo that one. Uh, I'm sure that'll just be stay in the cut. We're not going to cut that out. Uh, it's been great hearing Leave all of in. our, yeah, it's been great hearing. It's been great hearing all of our spooky stories today on this Halloween edition of The Render Bar. Uh, come back next time. Hopefully we have some more fun, ta- fun tales to, to talk about um, in any our upcoming episodes. For now, I'm Steve Jacks.
2: I'm Erica Robbins.
1: I'm Richard Sanchez.
0: And this is the render bar. Bye. Bye. Well, we got through that one. That was
2: good.